Hello, hello, friend. Welcome back to the podcast. I had the privilege of speaking with Elite today, who is a spiritual guide, healer, writer, and facilitator. And she talks about her five solid foundations for spiritual growth and soul fulfillment so that we can heal our suffering, be our authentic selves, and live in joy, live divinely. We talk about what it means to be aligned, how clarity is power, and how we should start tuning out the world, tuning out all the distractions, and start listening to what our hearts are saying. I hope you enjoy this episode, friend. All right. Thank you so much, Aline, again, for being here with us today. I'm so excited to get chatted or to mm-hmm. chat about, um, you know, spirituality, spiritual growth and self-love with you today. Thank you for having me, Ashley. Excited to talk to you about it and go much deeper into this beautiful subjects that can support us in our yeah, in our fulfillment. Yes. And I'm yeah. just so glad that we finally got to meet. I know we've been rescheduling. So <laughs> so glad that we got to finally meet today. So tell talk a little bit about yourself and your journey of how you've gone to where you are today to the listener. My name is Aline Draem. I am a spiritual guide and healer, writer, and facilitator. I work establishing solid foundations for spiritual growth and soul fulfillment. Uh, as I see, um, we all much of our suffering and stress in life comes from our misalignment with ourselves. And my work is to bring us back together through certain foundations, as I see it, because at the end of the day, it's not necessarily difficult. Uh, it is just the pieces that are so simple that we so easily leave behind. Um, and through that we get to be more of our authentic selves I started in my spiritual path very early in my life I was just a teenager it's not very uh, usual in a way but it was something it was only for myself I never talked to people about it my family is not spiritual at all my parents are scientists it wasn't something like a thing (laughs) so I went to business school and I worked with business development for a long time until eventually I felt I was breaking myself in two I couldn't be one thing at daytime and another thing when I was on my own. And I felt it was being very unhealthy for me to break myself like that. Um, I was having my own existential breakdown for doing that. And I felt I just had to choose. And I chose the real me as I saw it, the me that I I wasn't feeling brave enough to show to the world before the, the me that I was hiding. And fully embracing it. And it actually took me quite some years to fully embrace it. First, I just removed myself uh, to take a step back from society and fully dedicate myself to my spiritual path. And that was about seven years ago that I made this transition. And yeah, looking back, it's just wild. Um, I just, I wasn't that happy before. <laughs> mm, you felt so, um, uh... misaligned, I guess, right? Or unaligned, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and like many people do, it's like we know something is wrong, we don't feel well, but we have no idea of what that is, and no idea where to begin. Just like, okay, I don't feel fine, but I got no idea what to do. Where where do I start, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, But taking that chance anyway. Why is spiritual growth then so important for self-fulfillment? Well... 
The way that I see it, everything is spiritual and we are all on a journey of spiritual growth, whether we are aware of it or not. So many people just don't believe in it and it's fine. They don't have it to face it like that. as like, oh, I'm focusing on my spiritual growth. Uh, it's just the way that I see it is something we all go through, whether we are conscious of it or not. And even unconscious of it, we are still growing spiritually. It is just a path of our soul. Uh, we have an existence that is much beyond this physical body and much beyond this specific life we're having now. And the awareness of this life allows us to realize what is good for us and what is not good for us. Because if we make choices that are not allowing us to grow, we are by default devolving. We are taking a step back and that evolves suffering because as I see it, we have these two natures. We have our human nature and we have the nature of our soul. The human nature is very close to the animal kingdom in the sense that it's a nature of not using energy. We want to conserve energy no matter what. We, we want to use our energy to eat, to hunt, to get what we need to survive, you know. And in that nature, it comes the human condition, as we call it in an existential philosophy in the sense that we don't know what we want it's it makes everything's a struggle life becomes a struggle because we don't want to use energy for anything we have dreams but we don't put the energy to it because our animal nature our human condition is to not use energy oh no at a soul level the nature of the soul is constant growth is there is no limits everything is possible and this is an eternal journey there is nothing to be scared of because what does eternity fears you know <laughs> it's a completely different perspective and it is a perspective of yes i have this vision i have this dream and i have everything i need to make it come true or if i don't have anything i have all the resources around me to learn the skills that i need and to heal the wounds that i need to go and make my life dream come true so it is a nature of expansion and the more we are connected to our soul, the easier it gets to expand, to heal, and to grow, and to work on our visions and dreams, because then we embody our nature. But if we are only identified ourselves with the human part, the animal part, the body, things become a struggle. We start struggling in life. We want things, but we hustle for them because we don't have the connection to spirit that can understand a bigger perspective and different ways of doing things where we get to flow more together. So this is a little bit of how I see it in a way, the spiritual growth part, the more conscious we are of it, the more we get to see all the possibilities for us and have this all moment with life of we can do everything and daring and having the courage and the heart to do it. So what would you say to someone that feels stuck or that is suffering or just feels like, okay, I don't feel like myself. I feel maybe lost. I mean, these are just some, you know, terms that I, I know that I used like a couple years ago when I was mm -hmm. kind of going through my own spiritual growth. Um, what would you say to them as far as becoming aligned and what, what exactly does that mean and how would they get started with that? So this is alignment is in alignment with our essence, with our true authentic selves. So it is something that is already inside of you. It's not something new. It's more coming back. And um, 
there are a few things that are crucial and that doesn't mean they're easy. Uh, but listening more to ourselves is one of them, listening to our hearts, like our ability to listen. Uh, we are constantly making noise in our life, you know, we're always distracted on phones, on screens. We're, to be good listeners, we need silence. That's even like if you think about how you talk to a friend, right? If, when we're listening to our friend, we are not talking at the same time. And if we're thinking about something else, we are not really listening, right? Uh, so this ability to just be there in silence, it's uh, the first thing to be able to feel what is it that is not okay or what is it that you truly want or when we have said yes to something that we didn't want to say yes to it's like we need that moment with ourselves to recognize what we actually stand for so this this ability to listen it's very crucial and from there it's also there are a few emotions that are very good at disconnecting us so that we don't get to listen uh, which are fear and hate. Those two emotions, they are disconnected in their essence because our nature is so connected to our hearts and to love. And when I say love, I don't mean emotional love. I don't mean kisses and hugs and niceness. I mean consciousness, I mean spaciousness, openness, you know, this, uh, this allowing things coming in and coming out and not holding back and not letting things to like stagnate and get stuck in us and keep on overthinking things you know it's love is so spacious our heart and existence is so spacious and full of possibilities and and to come back to that fear takes us out of there right away because fear closes every single option right away you know like you can't you won't you shouldn't it's like psh. And fear is very good at camouflaging itself in mental models and beliefs and all kinds of stuff. Um, and hate, hate as well. Hate is very connected to fear. Most of the times we are, yeah, we hate things that we are actually scared of. And it's just a reaction to it. So if we start paying attention to those things, when we are feeling those things, they disconnect us. So the way to come back is also to learn to be more in acceptance and be more empty and that doesn't mean allowing things that we are against. It's just not being there, like reacting to them from a place of hate and fear. It's the love is very centered, you know. Um, and I think well, if some of if we could connect more to what love really is, it, I think it would be easier. Yes, yeah. I think with uh, with what you mentioned with fear. I, you know, I'm the butcher of all quotes, so I always use <laughs> quotes, but uh, I remember listening or reading this quote um, on fear and courage. It's like, courage is not the absence of fear, but it's knowing that there's something greater and you're, you're going to step into that fear with that courage, right? Yeah. So I, you know, and it makes me think back to when there were certain things that I did in my life, for example, going into solo traveling, it was very scary, right? Getting yeah. out of a relationship. It was so scary because I didn't know what was next, but I still stepped into that. I leaned into yeah. that discomfort, into that fear with courage. Yeah. And I want to go back to what you said earlier as well with listening to yourself. I thought that was so gold because it's so true. When you're having a conversation mm -hmm. with, with your best friend or with someone you just met, you kind of try to tune out all the noise, right? But why don't we do that with ourselves? And mm -hmm. I recently did that. I actually took a trip 
and I mentioned this in my previous episode, how we should view the time alone, not through the lens of loneliness, but more so through the lens of solitude and what you use that time with and to actually tune out all the noise and just be with yourself and listen to yourself. What is your, what is your heart saying? What is your soul saying? What, what doesn't feel right right now? And you might not know that with all the noise, but when you actually sit down, like you mentioned, and are present with yourself, you start to hear what's wrong, what you need to do. Yes, absolutely. And another part of it is the fact that our hearts are always inside of us, you know, they are always talking, but the heart whispers and fears shouts. So it's how can we hear those whispers of the heart of our true essence and realign if all we hear are the shouts? It's we need to learn to fine tune ourselves. It's a different frequency, it's like a radio station, you know, it's much more delicate. And love is like that love does not shout love does not tell you what to do because that is the essence of love love will always respect your free will you know so and fear doesn't fear just wants you to do whatever it wants you to do and and like this ability to connect ourselves is again to learn to listen to that like whisper of that purity of the heart yes and and it might involve you or it might require you to maybe step away from the busy life, right? For just a little, yeah. even if it's five minutes for me, I had, you know, I took a couple day trip, but even five minutes, right. Or 10 minutes alone, you know, yeah. cultivating that practice. You had mentioned before, before we got onto the recording that there were some foundations building blocks. Could you talk a little more mm-hmm. about that? So I work a lot with the concept of solid foundations, that if we have solid foundations in life and in our spiritual practice, we have the building blocks that allow us to go much deeper and grow. These are the pillars. And these at first might look like basic, but they are not easy. The fact that they seem easy is something we keep telling ourselves to not do them. This is a trap of the ego. Oh, this is so easy. I, I already know it. I already know it. Knowing is different, different from embodying and living and being. And it's the embodiment, the living, the being that actually makes the difference. Making the solid foundations are about having coherence, having cohesion, having strength. And I have five solid foundations, as I see it, that I go uh, into my work, be it on one-on-one or online courses, it doesn't matter. It's always the same foundations. And each of them has multiple subtopics, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are presence, to be here now, to not be distracted, to be fully in this moment, to not be overthinking about the past or the future, this ability to just be here not multitasking here mm-hmm. crucial clarity knowing what we want knowing who we are knowing what do we want next what is our next step being able to make choices being able to prioritize being able to say what is a no Cho- choosing is not only just saying no to things we don't want choosing is saying no to a bunch of things we want but we cannot say yes to everything we want you know we can have anything but not everything so clarity of what is exactly that we're going for and who we are what is important uh, it's crucial as well and then we have joy 
joy is our natural state as I as I like to see it. This is uh, some joy comes from within. It's not a reaction to anything. It's not like something happens and you may be joyful. No, something happens and made us happy. You know, happy is an emotion, is a reaction to something. But joy is independent of anything. It's it's you with you. And joy is the core of uh, spiritual growth in a way, is that we do it from this place of self-love and joy for being within ourselves this wholeness that we can be in joy in our natural state and be able to stabilize the state of living this state doesn't mean everything is going to be perfect joy doesn't require everything to be perfect things can be breaking in our life but we can still hold our state of joy so it's doesn't, so we can tap we can tap into that joy then yeah exactly. whenever wherever we are and whatever point in our life we are at exactly Exactly. Even if we're dealing with a problem, we can still keep our center in joy. And then we got connection. Connection to ourselves, connection to our essence, connection to our purpose, connection to nature, connection to other human beings, connection to the whole, connection to the divine. There are multiple layers of connection. Uh, they come down to the fact that you're not alone. It's not you in your body alone against the world. Uh, much of our suffering comes from this connection, from feeling alone. So reconnecting, especially to ourselves, to this bigger us, to this bigger strength that we have. It's uh, to trust ourselves, you know? Super key. And then the fifth and last foundation is devotion. Devotion comes from living divinely, living in the state of our intrinsic divinity within us, um, this self-love that leads us to much bigger things in life. And in a very practical way, there are words like discipline and commitment that are very important for us to make anything we want come true right but commitment and discipline i love those i have a lot of them personally yet they can sound as very harsh words like you have to go for it you know total discipline total commitment so i prefer using the word devotion for the same things because we are committing and we're being disciplined but from a place of love not from a place of struggle of having to do things we are devoted to ourselves and so we show up day after day out of self-devotion oh I love that so much especially from like a place of like self-love right mm -hmm. and continuing to show up because I do agree with the words discipline and commitment like it really has become so harsh and so hardcore and that might work for a lot of people and it does right yeah but I really do love the word devotion <laughs> I think that that's that's beautiful I really do yeah, especially that is this thing about devotion to ourselves, you know, this self-love as you also part of, right? It's, yes. uh, it's our self-commitment. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. What, yeah. you know, being a spiritual guide healer, what has been, and working with clients, mm -hmm. what's like the biggest problem that you come across or the your client's biggest challenge? Um, admitting to themselves what they want. I don't believe in confusion. I think everybody knows what they want. Confusion is a word that we use to camouflage other things like yes. fear, like shame, <laughs> like so many good. other things. Yeah. So good. So yes. 
so many times we we know what we want but we don't think we are worthy of it we don't think we can manage to do it we're scared of failing we're scared of what other people say the moment that we admit what we want there's nothing left besides going for it and that is scary so it is easier to say we don't know it is easier to say we're confused and i say without any judgment because i've done this ten thousand of times for me it's just a matter of fact it's like okay we're doing this oh uh well let's take a look at it so that we can nurture ourselves better and actually first acknowledge what we want and from there we have a chance of embracing it um which boils down to embracing ourselves because when when I see people not knowing what they want, first they think they want a bunch of stuff they, they don't really want, like thanks to please others, thanks to just have status, just you know, it starts from there. Right, right. And then they go to their own journey of realizing that this is not really what I want. And the journey of getting to know what we truly want is a journey of knowing who we truly are. Because what we want is simply to embody ourselves, like what we came here to do, our purpose is an expression of being who we are. It's just a fascinating journey of self-discovery. Yes, it really yeah. is. And I think when you said the like confusion is just, it's almost a way of protecting ourselves too, right? Because yeah. now, it, you know, with you saying that, it made me think about, oh yeah, when I wanted to, when I wanted big goals, when I had big goals and I wanted to do something, but a part of me felt well, maybe I'm not worthy enough to do that. Or who am I to do that? Like, I'm maybe I'm not good enough. Or what are people yeah. going to think? So then in order to really actually admit all those things, then I just say, well, I just don't know. I don't know what I want or I'm confused, yeah. you know? So I, that is such a, such a great insight, I, I think, um, as far as when we use those words, right? That kind of language. And yeah, absolutely. I really do think that once we begin to really cultivate that self-love at least for from my personal experience now I'm like oh yeah I am worthy of those big goals like that's what I want to do and yeah. I'm going to do whatever it takes and I'm going to put in the work put in you know the devotion everything and continue to show up because I do deserve that despite yeah. whatever I've been told in the past you know I think that's such yeah. a reminder that's beautiful <laughs> Absolutely. And what I find more most beautiful about when we acknowledge what we want and embrace it, it is the journey itself, even though we are going after what we want and hopefully we will get it. For me, the main uh, achievement is not necessarily getting what we want, but the fact that we got what we want meant we went through a journey of self-healing because we needed to heal all those things of not being worth it. Like when we do consciously, of course, when we do it from a place of self-love, the journey to go to where we want requires us to heal all of the self-limiting beliefs and all the self-judgment and all these mental models. And this in itself is a huge reward because that person that gets it is a person who is so much more joyful when healed, you know? So would you say that we are always healing? Or do we come to an end where we were completely healed? So the way that I work, I don't like to focus so much on the healing itself. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, the healing is always happening when we are working consciously on our life. But some people these days get a bit stuck in the healing. They always have something to heal. And that is dangerous because it becomes another 
uh, excuse to not do the work. They're mm, always having something to take care. No, I have to heal this. I have to heal that. I have to go to that retreat. I have to do that therapy. I need to do that healing. Like it doesn't stop. That is a problem because it be, like everything can be a distraction in life. Like right. social media can be a distraction, but so can be spirituality as well, you know? So we need to like discernment and awareness is what makes the difference. So what I, what I like to work with is a very practical set uh, of the spiritual methods, so to speak, speak, in the sense that I focus on growth in the sense of what do we want? Like, what do I want? I want maybe more love. I want my next relationship to be more loving. And then from that perspective of what is it that is not working in my life, what is it that I want? Then I look into, okay, what is preventing me from that? Hmm. Because those are the things I actually have to heal. Because we all have so much to heal. But not everything is connected to things that actually impact our next moving life. So it's also about clarity in that sense, again, to one of the pillars. What is it that is actually most important for me to take care of now? Because it is actually a bottleneck in my life. It is actually preventing my growth. It is actually preventing my joy. It's actually preventing me from creating my vision and having like more family time or anything that I want. What is it that is the bottleneck now? Uh, so it doesn't become about problems. It becomes about the magic of life that I want more of and mm. just dissolving what is stopping me. And that's it. So I love so that, that is Cl- yeah. clarity is power. It really is. Oh, yes. It is. Then, then you get to see, okay, this is what I really want in my life. And this is what I need to work on. So whether at least it, it, like you said, it it gives you that discernment. Like, this is what I need to prioritize. This is what I Mm -hmm. need to, these are the limiting beliefs I need to work on in order to get to where I want to go. Right. Yes. That's that's amazing. Okay. As far as self-love, right. How can self-love and clarity as well, because I think it goes back to, well, what is it that I really want? What's one way besides being present with yourself, what's another tool or maybe advice to be able to gain more clarity in your life so there is one exercise that I've been doing myself for years and I still do it and I ask some of my clients and some of my programs to do it as well which is just at the end of the day before you go to bed <laughs> uh, having a, a, a short sh- check-in with yourself and enlist three things you're grateful for this day um, feeling it, not only like thinking I'm grateful for this, but connecting to the feeling of gratitude, uh, creating that awareness of what you're grateful for. And then the highlights of your day. What happened today that made you happy? What is it that is working? What is it that is good? Just the highlights. And then what is it that did not go well today? What is it that mm, didn't work so well? Maybe a relationship with the person, whatever it can be any different things, your own behaviors, what didn't work. And then the last point is, what was my role in those highlights and those things that didn't work? Because understanding how we are in charge and responsible for our own lives and how we made decisions that were not good for ourselves and how what is it that is actually working that we just have to stick to, you know? This is an exercise of self-connection and clarity at the same time. 
uh, and I love it because it's very practical. It makes it very clear. Like I'm just keeping the same pattern every day. I can see it. Just trying <laughs> to stop it because I'm writing about it every day. It's clearly not good for me. <laughs> right. Yes. So it's like it, it it makes everything very clear in a super simple way. It is simple. You know, so it simple. Say, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So simple. Just writing it down um, and reflecting on that. I think that self-reflection is so powerful because like you said, you, you then, and I think I mentioned this in a previous episode that I try to weekly at least say, okay, what drained me of my energy this week mm-hmm. or what really energized me? Right. Because then I want to yeah. do more of that and less exactly. of the other thing. Right. Yeah, and absolutely. Yes. And then you look at, okay, what, what didn't I get done? Like, why didn't I? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that was because I was mindlessly scrolling through Facebook or Instagram <laughs> yeah. for five hours. Okay. What are some, yeah. okay. What can I do to prevent that next time Yeah. to stop, you know, wasting so much time on social media when I'm wanting to put more time or effort into learning more about podcasting, right? This is my personal thing yeah. or, you, you know, growing my podcast. So I think that self self-reflection is so key into gaining that clarity for your life absolutely and I mean just as you're doing it can be super practical and be it a short daily exercise or weekly reflection or even a monthly one maybe it's like some people work with monthly goals you know like how the, is that your time frame, how you organize your life and create those moments of checking in and reflection of how did that go you yes know? yes I love yeah. that Well, thank you so much, Elaine. I've had such a great time talking with you. I think that the listener is going to get so much value out of this. How can they find you or work with you? I I will put all the links in the show notes, guys. So don't worry. But what's your, uh, do you have Instagram or Facebook? Yes. So my website is alinedram.com. I also have a a free ebook called What is Spiritual Growth? If you would like to go deeper into that aspect of uh, of life uh, that you can find at alindram.com slash spiritual growth. I'm not the best on social media, but I do you. I have Instagram. I come on and off. <laughs> and it, sometimes it doesn't go very well with spiritual growth work. <laughs> yes, I bet. <laughs> yeah. So uh, my, my handle on, on Instagram is actually offline, Aileen. <laughs> Some people that. already know I'm not going to be there that much, but I am there sometimes. So if, if that is your channel, you can find me there as well. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much again. <laughs> I appreciate you coming on and and really sharing this with the with the listener. Thank you so much for having me, Ashley. It was a pleasure talking to you today.